Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, happy Monday. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I hope your day is going well, and if it's not, we are focusing on how to be happy. We did all last week on happiness, and it's such an important topic that I didn't really get to finish it in the way that I wanted, and I had so much more that so much more information, so many more things that we're going to do more of it this week. So happy, happy Monday. So we left off last Friday talking about a lot of habits that block your happiness. And there's some very specific habits that you may do that will always get in the way of you achieving any type of happiness in your life. And so these habits, we can do them so easily and unconsciously, but they really create pain and suffering in our lives. And we keep repeating them and somehow reliving them. And it's always fascinating to me, because I'm I'm human just like you are, that we can kind of keep doing the same thing, hoping for a different result. And so this is part of taking ownership of your own life. You have one life, and I want you to live it well. And there, these, are, these are some habits that you can begin to put into place in your life. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to do it every single day every, perfectly. But if you do this 50, 60% of the time, you're going to notice a marked difference in your happiness. And we left off last Friday about this whole need to look good and how focused our culture is on our appearance and the way that we look. And it's hard not to buy into it. I, I mean, I think that that it's important that we look the way that God has intended for us to look. And he's the one that created us. He chose the way that he put us together. So instead of trying to be better than the person next to you or to copy whoever you see in media, I want you to really focus on being obviously the best version of you because we forget how unique we are we forget that we're a one-time only occurring person and so instead of competing with all the people around us to try to look better or look worse or whatever it may be that we would really want to say you know I need to look the best version of me I'm not competing with the people around me. I'm not trying to acquire their appearance, but to really look the best version of me. And I I tell this story frequently um, because culturally we have a lot of norms that tell us what we're supposed to look like and what we're supposed to aspire to. And I am naturally a thinner person. I'm, I'm small boned and so I, I, am, I am naturally more that. Well, I went to Africa for the first time, and this is a third world country. This is Uganda, and it was the uh, capital of Uganda. It was Kampala. 
And the pastor of the church, one of the pastors, but she introduced me when I got up to speak. And firstly, before I ever even got onto the stage to speak, she found out that most of the people in the church, now this is a huge church, these are thousands of people that were here, thought I was my daughter. They thought, wow, Pastor Cynthia brought her daughter. Dr. Cynthia brought her daughter with her. So then she had to explain that, no, that's not, I'm, I'm not my daughter. Then she had to explain to the people what the, about how thin I appeared to the people. Because you see, in, in third world countries, the more overweight you are, the wealthier you are. The thinner you are, the more impoverished you are. And she had to explain to people that in America, Americans strive to be thin. And it was a whole new revelation for these people. And so I tell you that to say, you want to be very careful about cultural norms in terms of determining what you're supposed to look like. You really want to be what God made you to look like, regardless of what the culture may be telling you. And like I said last Friday, I'm very thankful that we, our, our country is doing so much better about really celebrating every shape, every size, every color, every person that there is. And, and I think it's wonderful. So it's really important for you to let go of this idea that you need to aspire to look a particular way because of what the culture is telling you. That you look the best version of you, which leads us to this next habit. When it comes to really being happy, one of the best ways to be happy is to take care of you. And so a terrible habit that we want to break is poor physical habits. And there's a famous saying by a woman, her name is Dr. Libby Weaver, and she says, why do you do what you do when you know what you know? You know, I, I think sometimes all of us must be a little bit crazy, right? Why do we do what we do when we know what we know? So ignoring what is good for your body will result in your body dying more quickly than necessary. It's harsh, but it's true. And dying sooner or having old age be really painful because God has decided the day that you're going to die, but your body is dying sooner, which means you stay longer in a very, very unhealthy body. Because God has, has destined you to be born on a particular day and die on a particular day. We don't know that day. So what I really work on and aspire to is making sure that I take care of myself as best as I can. Because I don't want to be feeling like I'm 80 when I'm 60, and then I have to live another 20 years in a really, really unhealthy body. So we want to really understand that we don't get any other body than this one. And we want to really, really take care of it. The better your body feels, the better you feel. You know what it feels like to have the flu. So the better you take care of you, the happier you are going to feel. And not only that, the better you take care of you, you're going to feel better about you, which always makes you feel happier. 
The better you take care of you, the better your brain works. The less stress you have, the more inner strength you have to manage the stress of the day. So do what's good for you. You'll add years to your life, maybe, I don't know. But what you will add to your life is that the last years may not be as painful as they otherwise would be if you didn't take care of yourself. So you do add joy to those years. So let's look at this next one. This is a really important habit that we want to break. And this is this habit that we have of being a slave to our fears. So I want you to think about this wonderful um, quote by a woman named Ruth Gordon. I like this quote. It says, courage is like a muscle. We strengthen it with use. So when you live only in your comfort zone, you don't have to meet any of your fears. This is not living. This is just playing it safe. And I'm not saying that we take unnecessary risks. What I am saying is that we want to test ourselves. We want to push the limits. We want to challenge ourselves. This is one of the things that makes life very exciting. And, and I, I'll tell you another story when it comes to uh, unnecessary risks. So my brother and I decided that we wanted to do some skydiving. And we did. And I'm telling you, it was one of the most exhilarating, fun, amazing experiences of my life. I loved it. I loved hanging up there in the air. And this is at a time they allowed people to still do what we call a static line jump. So I did it myself. And it was amazing. You know, I landed. I thought, man, we had paid for two jumps. We were going to come back a couple of weeks later and jump again. And I was uh, a praise and worship pastor at a particular church at the time. And I was a, still a therapist like I am now. And this was on a Saturday, and I went to church on Sunday. And God really spoke to me, and he said, I hope you enjoyed that, because I don't ever want you to do it again. Because I have a responsibility to a lot of people in my life. And so it was a very calculated risk that I am very thankful that I did. It was amazing to be able to push myself in that way, because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm an adventurous person, but this is the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. I didn't think I could do it. I was the last one out of the plane, and the jump master said, you can do this. I'm like, I can't do this. He said, you can do this. It was amazing. But I also want to be wise. Now, I have some friends that are professional skydivers, and that's what they do. And I'm sure that God has destined that for their life. But I had to come to terms with the fact that that's a risk. I'm glad I took it. But I have to be very, very careful and calculating about risk-taking. But the other extreme is being so afraid that you will never even test yourself and you will never get to experience the life God has for you. All the things he wants you to experience down here. Because if you're a slave to your fears then that will continue to enslave you and you will become more fearful. So challenge yourself. See, different things are scary to, to different people. 
jumping out of an airplane, very scary to, I would imagine, the, most of us. But, you know, some people are afraid of public speaking. Some people are afraid of driving. Some people are afraid of trying new food. Some people are afraid to call someone up and confront them or call someone up and tell them what they need. Some people are afraid to cut their hair, try new clothes, go out of the country. These are the things I want you to say, wow, how much am I enslaved by my own fear? And God tells us very specifically in scriptures, he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So a sound mind says, I'm not going to be timid. I'm going to be wise about taking risk. Very wise. So let's think about this next one. This is, a, this is another habit that we are really going to work hard on breaking. And this is thinking that you have more time. See, I'm kind of a, a freak about time. I'm always figuring out what time it is and how much time I have and pushing as much as I can into a certain amount of time. And so this is a really important issue because this, this piggybacks on this one of not being enslaved to your fears. So don't keep putting off what you need to try what you need to experience, what you need to confront. Why are you waiting? See, we don't have guarantees about how long we're going to be here. And God, in his great wisdom, has strategically not let us know the day that we are to die. One hundred and fifty-one thousand six hundred people die every day. So now is the only moment you get. Cherish it. Honor it. Make sure you live it. And, and Gandhi had a great, great quote. He says, live as if you will die tomorrow. Learn as if you will live forever. Is that amazing? Live as if you're going to die tomorrow. But learn as if you will live forever. This is part of really understanding you get one life. And I want you to grab hold of it. I want you to live it. I want you to do it courageously, passionately. I want you not to be afraid of making mistakes. And I don't want you to wait and keep putting off those things as if death is never going to happen. So you want to seize the day, don't you? So let's look at this. Here's another one. Here's another habit that we're going to really work on breaking. And that's living inside a daydream. Now, having aspirations and dreams for your future, this is, this is a magical part of life. And I always want people to be having vision and hopes and dreams and aspiring for greater things. And visualizing aspirations and dreams, it's a key part of how we manifest them. For as a man thinketh within, so he is, Right? So really thinking about those successes or those dreams or those, those ideas that you want to make happen or that you feel like God has placed on your heart is really important to do. But if we're only daydreaming and we're never acting on anything, we're not living. And it leads nowhere. 
So I want you to take a small step, commit to one small step every week to make your daydreams for the future become the substance of your presence. Create an action plan. Figure out how to make those goals happen. Because one of the things that helps make these goals happen is that you visualize it, you think about it, pray about it, ask permission from God about it. And whether you know if you've got it or not, God's really good about honoring when we ask. So if he's not in the plan, I can tell you the truth, it won't happen. But if he is, he will begin to give you the energy and open the doors to make it happen. So you think on it. Write it down. Write some steps. Sometimes what has also helped me, because I don't want to keep saying, yeah, I'll do it then, I'll do it then, I'll do it then, because I'm not great about taking vacations. <laughs> so I, one of the things that I do is I make a date. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but what the way that our brain works is if you write it down, it starts to figure out a way to make it happen. So once I write it down and I say, hey, July such and such, I'm going to take a vacation. Then my brain begins to help me unconsciously, subconsciously. It's quite amazing to make sure that that happens. It's kind of like we've talked before. You have this GPS in your brain. So if I put that destination into my brain, it starts to create a route as to how to get there. So don't just live in your dreams. Make sure that they actually are happening. And if they're not, walk away from the dream. And get one that God really has for you. So how about this, how about this next one? How, maybe some of you struggle with this one. Because this really will steal from our happiness. And this is gripping onto the past. And we've talked a lot about the serenity prayer, which I love. And I gave you some history about um, Mr. Niebuhr, who wrote that in 1928. And that's, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And wisdom to know the difference. See, a white-knuckled grip on your past, it steals your life. It takes away all your joy. The past doesn't really exist anymore. It's only in our mind. It's only a memory. The past is dead. And I tell clients repeatedly, I say, make sure your past, you're not giving life to your past by making it in your present. Because if your past is in your present day, then it alters your future. So we don't want our past to be determining our future unnecessarily. Now my past, in many ways, if I take advantage of the past, then it's learning. It's part of the learning. But if I'm continuing to relive it, or the life I have today doesn't seem to measure up to what I had in the past, and so I want to go back to the past, I want to relive the past, then I will never have the life that God actually has for me. So you have to harness forgiveness. You have to release yourself from the past. And always remember, forgiveness does not mean it's okay. 
We don't have to forgive things that are good. We forgive our past mistakes so they don't steal our future. We all are learning. The greatest gift you can give yourself and others, the best way to honor God, is to receive His forgiveness, forgive yourself, forgive others, and move on. Move forward. See, God doesn't remember the past. He says, I put, I put your sins as far as the east is from the west, and I remember them no more. Now, God can forget everything because he doesn't need to learn from our sin. So we can remember our past failures and our past successes. And we are only to remember them or think on them as a way to learn how to have a better future not as a way to be stuck or shackled, living a life of regret or, or, or lamenting all the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, if, if only then. This is part of really having faith in the God who created you. That he has good plans for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, for a hope and a future. So he knows everything in the past that has occurred and he can overcome all of it and not let it steal from your future. So we be very careful about living in the past because it was so great or being obsessed with the past because we've messed up so badly. So we let the past be the past. That's what it is. It's history. So what do we do with history? We don't relive it. We learn from it, and we move forward, and we become better people because of our history. Which leads us to another really good one, and this is a particularly difficult habit to break that really steals from happiness, and that's trying to be perfect. See, only God is perfect. We can't compete with God, and we are not to compete with him. Only God is perfect. We live in an imperfect world and we are imperfect beings. Trying to be imperfect is impossible. So I remind myself, I remind my clients, I say we're not trying to be perfect. We're trying to be excellent. We're trying to be excellent in all that we do. We're trying to be excellent in our, in our job with the way we care for ourselves, the way we care for others, the way we love God, the way we honor God. We're trying for excellence. We're not trying for perfection. We don't even know what it is. And when God gave me that, that insight, he's like, Cynthia, why would you even try to strive for perfection when you don't even know what it is? We don't even know what perfect is. Only God is perfect and knows what perfection is. So we are to strive for excellence. And when we're not, we forgive ourselves. We get back up and we try again. That honors God. That honors you. That honors others. Thanks for joining me today. Have a happy day. Join me tomorrow as we continue talking about all these habits that get in the way of happiness. Thanks, Jeremy, so much for your help. Have a great day.
To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.